Welcome to the Stand Strong Podcast, episode number five, Good News. Welcome to the Stand Strong Podcast. My name is Carrie Stoker. I'm a certified life coach, and I help Latter-day Saint women strengthen their family relationships. That's why I've named this Stand Strong. When you have a child who struggles with mental illness, there are all kinds of challenges that are involved in your family and among the relationships there. And I can show you through scripture and stories how to navigate this challenging road. Hi, folks. I have some good news for you today. Yep, it's about our gut health, this physical health of ours and how that impacts our mood. And the good news is I'm going to help you with it. But first, I want to tell you about this wellness conference that I am helping plan and participate in. It's coming up in May. It's on May 14th. It's a Saturday. It's all day located in Sandy, Utah at the Salt Lake Community College campus that is there. It's called Vibrant Living Wellness Conference, and our theme this time is Arise and Shine. It's going to be so great. I invite you to join us. Go to vibrantlivingwellnessconference.com. And there you'll be able to find the details about it. So excited to have you uh, consider that and have you join us. So some years ago, I had this friend who was feeling very emotional. She had she had lots of ups and downs. And mostly I think her concern were the downs, like she was feeling down a lot. And so as we chatted about that, she was just telling me like, oh, I'm just crying and I'm frustrated and I'm fatigued and just kept telling me about, you know, the story about um, the way she was feeling and it just being so moody. And so as she's going through the story and finally I said, so how is your sugar intake? And she said, well, it's great. It's at an all-time high. <laughs> and you know, we got a little chuckle about that. And I talked to her about how sugar will impact your mood and how that can create so much of those ups and downs. And maybe it's very correlated, just perhaps it's really correlated that her moodiness and her feeling down and depressed had a lot to do with the amount of sugar that she was eating. So there definitely is a connection between what we eat and our moods. One of my superpowers is that I am also a health coach. I am certified through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And I love talking about nutrition and health. And it's been something that I have studied and practiced and experimented on myself over a number of years. And so I come with some certification and education behind me, but I don't know all the things. I'm not a specialist in it, but I can help you here um, in just kind of a general discussion about how what we eat influences our mood and why that is. I came across a book during some of my study called Gut and Psychology Syndrome. 
And this is like a connecting idea. This is something that I had been wondering um, about, like somebody who wrote something about it that that can teach us better. And I learned, you know, just to put it all together in a nutshell, it matters. Our mood disorders are very influenced by what's going on in our gut. I found that when I really was eating healthy, I found that it cleared my brain. It reduced pain in my body, including migraines, because that was the reason why I even started into healthy eating. And um, what really was healthy for me is because I had suffered from migraines. It helped me sleep well. But this thing about being able to think and creatively think really um, expanded. And it enhanced my creative thinking skills when I was really conscientious about what I was eating. So I'm going to go over that basic outline of caring for your physical health to improve your psychological or mental health in just a minute. But first of all, mama, I know what you are thinking. Okay. All you moms out there. You're thinking some version of this, oh, my child really needs this information. Or you might be thinking, this is way too overwhelming to take on right now. You know, considering some kind of dietary changes or implementing some kind of diet. But I am not giving this information for your child who has ADHD or who has bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. This isn't for you to revamp her diet or to add on the pressure of guilt that you might be able to improve their life. This is for you, not your son. This is to guide you to your own good mental health, not your daughter's. Okay, taking care of your own diet will prove excellent medicine for your child. You will be showing up with a clearer thinking brain. You'll have just better cognitive capacity. You're going to need it. <laughs> you have needed it, right? I know, I've been there. You're going to have more energy, uh, and you're going to be able to have maybe even less dependence on medication. No promises there, but, but over and over and over, the studies show that as you address your diet, then there's less need for many of the medications that we're on. So such a good thing, right? All right. I was reading a book. Well, actually, I've been listening to a book by David D. Burns called Feeling Good. He wrote it in 2017. Something in that book really caught my attention right off. He said, we have shifted our thinking about depression, because the book is about depression. He said, we've shifted our thinking about depression. We used to talk about it in terms of a chemical imbalance. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, yeah. In fact, recently I've used those words. <laughs> There's a chemical imbalance going on when you have depression. He said, we don't say that anymore. He said, this is an inflammation problem. It's inflammation. And, it and he talks specifically about inflammation in the gut and inflammation on the brain. Huh. So 
right there. We've got a connection between the gut and the brain and the connecting factor, according to David Byrne's book, is inflammation. We do not give our brain health enough airtime, okay? We give some good airtime to like our heart health, for example. But brain health, no, we don't hear a lot about it. When talking about inflammation, I've got some good news. I use NEWS as an acronym for nutrition, exercise, water, and sleep. Good news because we can do something about it. We have agency. The gospel is good news. Why? Well, for me, because of the hope for change. Freedom. There's more love in the gospel. Salvation is in the gospel. And so this good news, I love this when we talk about nutrition and gut health because for the same reasons, there is this hope for change. We can do something about this. So I created this acronym NEWS as a way to easily remember the four elements to focus on for your good health. And those were, again, nutrition, exercise, water, and sleep. So let's start with nutrition. There are all kinds of diets out there. You know that. There's so many. And all of the good diets say the same thing. And this is what they say. They say to eat a whole food diet, plant-based. That doesn't mean no animal product. It just means the bulk of what you eat is plant-based. Comes from the ground and whole food. Now also minimally processed. This is included in all the best diets. Minimally processed foods. Not much was done to them. From the ground to your mouth, not much has, has happened to them. So minimally processed. Also, the best diets say limit your amount of sugar. And I am not talking about fruit. Fruit is amazing. Fruit is super healthy. It is a plant. But sugar, like refined sugar particularly. That is what you want to avoid when you're on, you know, for a healthy diet. So the best diets are saying those things and they also are all anti-inflammatory. There's these lists out there about the best um, foods to eat that are anti-inflammatory and the worst foods to eat. And so I'll let you go research all of that. But interestingly enough, they are whole food, plant-based, minimally processed, the ones that are anti-inflammatory. You will have to, to personalize what you eat according to your makeup. Like, people are different. Some people cannot have any dairy, and other people find some good nutritive value out of a little dairy. Some people cannot eat wheat at all. They just can't. And we know in our word of wisdom in Doctrine and Covenants section 89 that wheat is mentioned specifically as being good for man. But you know what? Some people can't eat it. Some people can't eat soy. So you'll just have to personalize the diet. 
Also under the category of nutrition is to supplement as needed. So this means most of us need to have some supplements um, like B12, vitamin D, omegas. And again, I'm going to have you go research that and look that up. But those are the ones that just come to the top of my mind is we all need to be looking at supplementing with those things. My husband and I, we own a bread bakery and we have people ask all the time about carbs. Do you have a low carb bread or I'm trying to cut back on my carbs? Carbs are very misunderstood. There are complex carbs. There are simple carbs. We need to drop our focus on carbs and proteins because it is misdirecting our efforts. If you just stick with that whole food, plant-based, minimally processed, no sugar, you're going to be going amazing. But we do need to increase our focus on whole plant foods, especially dark leafy greens. Kale, it's almost like we can't say anything bad about that one. <laughs> Kale's so good. It has so much in it. And so we, as we increase our focus on on those whole foods. So we're eating vegetables. Can't say enough about vegetables. We're eating whole fruits. So good for us. Okay. All right. The next, I want to talk about the E in news, which is exercise. Exercise impacts all systems of the body. It's an excellent way to improve your health. And so of course, exercise, of course, put that in there and what you do almost doesn't matter. But as a well-rounded kind of exercise program, consider getting in there some stretching, some sweating, some deep breathing, and something that's weight-bearing. Just look at your exercise, where you're at now with it, and if you're including those things in it. Okay, the W in news is water. There's all kinds of formulas to figure out exactly how much water you should be drinking. And of course, there's supposed to be more if you work out and if you have less activity, you don't need as much. But you need to be drinking around 72 ounces of water. So that's nine cups, eight glasses. I don't know, however you work that out. And I want to say something about water. It's interesting, our evolution of what we feel like is the best water to drink, but Back around like in the 1970s, distilled water used to be like the advice they would give. Like, that's the best water. It has all the things taken out of it so that you have just this, like this pure water. Well, truth remains the same, but what we understand changes. In fact, I had some older friends a few years ago who had some bone density problems because they followed the advice about doing distilled water. They're super healthy, super, super active and healthy, amazing people. But they did have some bone density problems because they drank just distilled water all these years. And so they had to like rethink that one. Now stay up on your on your um, nutrition facts, okay? But just to say, we need to drink some water. We need to drink about 72 ounces of it. And one thing I want to add to this is about caffeine. Because caffeine dehydrates the body. 
let's say you drink caffeinated drinks, like you have a can of soda that has caffeine in it. You need to drink two cans worth of water to that one can of soda just to make up for it. And so consider your dehydration. If you do drink caffeine or or take in caffeine, however you do that, you need to uptake your water by twice. Okay? In news, the last one is S for sleep. We need roughly seven to nine hours. It's just what the studies show. We need seven to nine hours of sleep. Babies and teens need more. If you have an illness or it's after surgery, you're going to need a little more as well. During our sleep, our body repairs and rebuilds itself. And so avoid eating close to bedtime because this is not the time for the body to be working on digesting food. This is the time for the body to be repairing and rebuilding. So that's my acronym, NEWS. Nutrition, exercise, water, sleep. And it's good news because we can do something about our mental health. And just taking care of yourself, mama, is going to help you so much in you being able to address the challenges that are before you when you have a child with mental illness. You'll be able to think clear. Your own mood will be at a at a better stable place and you'll have the energy and strength that's going to be needed. The Old Testament and the Doctrine and Covenants both have some wonderful guidance on diet. Even the Book of Mormon provides us with some insights into that plant world and its uses for the body. This is in um, Alma chapter 46 verse 40 and it says, And there were some who died with fevers, which at some seasons of the year were very frequent in the land. But not so much so with fevers, because of the excellent qualities of the many plants and roots which God had prepared to remove the cause of diseases, to which men were subject by the nature of the climate. Mm, I love that scripture, because really specifically, it talks about removing the cause of diseases by plants and roots. Mm, Good stuff. During my certification, for life coaching. We learned the details of Brooke Seal's diet. She had quit drinking, didn't eat sugar, didn't eat flour, or any processed foods, or at least minimally, and she went on walks daily. And I attribute much of her creative thinking genius to the way she takes care of her health. Our cognitive function, our ability to think and problem solve and all of that is impacted by our diet and by the health of our gut. And so are our moods. They stabilize. They can our moods can be so impacted by what we eat as I described earlier when I was talking about my friend and the amount of sugar that she was eating. So I don't know specifically what this is going to look like for you but I encourage you to address it for yourself. I promise that it will make a difference. So that's what I have for you today. It's good news. It's good news. Why? Because we can do something about it and it will make a difference. All right. Talk to you next week.
If you like the Stand Strong podcast, please like and subscribe. 